You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. In the dynamic world of enterprise security, identity architects and IT leaders face a major challenge. Growth by repeated acquisitions multiplies the complexity of everything. Multiple IDPs, MFA providers, policy engines that all need to coexist. This can lead to fragmented user identities and policies that create security vulnerabilities and add access friction. Strata Identity solves this. Now you can decommission unneeded IDPs and consolidate the ones you'd like to keep without rewriting apps or disrupting users, engineers, and app owners. Plus, Strata's modular architecture makes it easy to integrate with any identity provider without manual maintenance and coding. Join the ranks of cybersecurity leaders using identity orchestration. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your top identity security priorities, and receive a pair of complimentary AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Step into a new era of identity management at strata.io slash cyberwire. My name is Rick Howard, and officially, I have three titles. Chief Security Officer, Chief Analyst, and Senior Fellow at the CyberWire. Unofficially, I'm an amateur geek, professional kibitzer, and a general-purpose security wonk. I grew up in South Dakota, and uh, my dad was a gold miner. But I knew that I had no interest in being a gold miner. So I needed a way out of that place, right? And my way out was enlisting into the services. I volunteered to join the Air Force. I went in the early entry program my last year in high school, which means I joined up in, you know, during the Christmas break before high school ended. And then what happened is I had a lot of people pull for me. And they got me an appointment to the United States Army's uh, preparatory school. It's as a program to get me into West Point. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I was able to get a, a military academy appointment because of that. And that was my ticket out of being a, a gold miner from my hometown. I've been a geek my whole life, but not a not a full-time geek. I was never one of those guys that pulled radios apart and put them back together. I have no man skills. I love computer games, and I always thought that I was going to uh, figure out some way to be involved in the gaming industry somewhere because I played them all the time. And my only way to do that while I was at the military academy was to pursue computer science as my degree. Because I had that background, that led me directly into the communications fields in the U.S. Army, the Signal Corps, which led me into building networks for tactical units in the Army and then bigger networks uh, as I moved up in the ranks, which finally led me into cybersecurity, where I did my last job before I retired. I was the commander of the Army's Computer Emergency Response Team which basically let me uh, coordinate offensive and defensive operations for the U.S. Army. 
I was reading a fantastic book uh, by Bruce Schneier, okay, Secrets and Lies. It's a really great one. And I just happened to look at the back cover and realized that the headquarters of the company that he founded, Counterpain, was just down the road from Felt Belvoir, where I was stationed. So I called them and said, hey, you guys should give me a job. And they did. So uh, that's how I got out into the commercial sector. My job at Counterpain was to run the Global SOC. It was one of the first MSSPs that was ever uh, put out there. And we had a, you know, one of those fantastic rooms where the big screens in the front and analysts in the back. I was there at Counterpain for a number of years, and then I got a call uh, from uh, an old buddy of mine that says they needed someone to come and run uh, the commercial intelligence group, iDefense, that VeriSign had just bought. They needed someone who had some experience with intelligence to come in and run this commercial organization. What a great job to have. It was, I had all these researchers that did all kinds of interesting research on malware and vulnerabilities. But we also had this other side, this human intelligence side, where we had cybersecurity professionals who spoke foreign languages like Chinese and Russian and Spanish and French. And we put those folks out in the country to talk to the black hats out there. They talked to us. So we sold that research to a bunch of government organizations back in the day, and it was a lot of fun. So that's how I got to Palo Alto Networks, and it was a fabulous job. All those people are really smart, and I thought I was going to retire, retire. You know, I'm an old guy, right? And But I had uh, come on the CyberWire Daily Podcast, and I'm a huge podcast fan. When I was thinking about what I was going to do after, I knew I wanted to do something fun, on a lark. I called and said, hey, you should let me do a podcast for you. And you guys said, you should just come work for us. So here I am, <laughs> the chief security officer of a startup called the CyberWire, and I get to work on my own podcast. And you guys give me this giant platform to present my ideas. I can't be happier. It's fantastic. One of the things I like about the cybersecurity field is it's this profession is more than just the business bringing money in. You are actually have a mission that is trying to prevent bad things from happening to good people. That's why I hope I remember that we gave that a shot. I may have been successful, may not have, but we certainly were trying and I hope people remember that. I have one more story that I'd like to say. I was the network manager at the Army's command center in the Pentagon during 9-11. All right, and I got there about a year before the event happened. We had no resiliency built into any of our comm systems, and this place was the Army headquarters. All the orders for the Army around the world came out of this place. And all the services were on one giant server that if it failed, everything would be dead. So we spent a year making all of that better. Triple, quadruple uh, redundancies, lots of different places to fail over. And our team did a fantastic job. And then 9-11 happened. Back then in the Pentagon, the command centers, the service command centers were all in different places. The Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, they were all had their own command centers. But because of the devastation of the planes hitting the building, B-52 
because of the redundancy that we had built in to our communication systems, the Army's communication center was the only one functioning the day after the 9-11 attacks, right? And we're I'm very proud of that. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Everywhere you do business.